Get back in control with Off the Wagon, adventures in emotional eating, health, and weight loss. Each episode containing fork-sized mindset tweaks, perspective shifts, and lifestyle hacks to get you back on the wagon. Whether it's habit change, emotional eating, addictions, weight loss, willpower, or relationships, there's something here for you. So let's get on the wagon and get down the road to your goals with me, Christy R. Hall. Welcome to episode two, where we're getting clear on our true reasons for weight loss. I've been thinking a lot about motivation lately, and for two reasons, really. I'm seeing a lot of people who are struggling to get back on the wagon, and I notice that those same people are struggling with tired and lackluster motivations, and I wondered what I could do about it, how I could help. It seems like everywhere you look today, we're getting messages to be thinner, skinnier, trimmer, fitter, curvier, more voluptuous, and Some of these messages are pretty straightforward and in our faces, while others are more sneaky and covert. If, like me, you grew up in a family of professional dieters, then it's possible that these ideas of needing to be thin, to lose weight, to be slimmer, to manage your size may have been implanted in you well before you saw your first Wonder Woman or Charlie's Angels episode. Either way, many women today are struggling with this idea that in order to be good enough, to be a good enough mom, wife, and woman, really, that she must be perfect, infallible, tireless. She has to have perfect hair, perfect teeth, perfect breasts, perfect butt. And she has to have a job and manage the home. And in many cases, she literally brings home the bacon and fries it up in the pan So on top of all of those superhuman physical characteristics that she's expected to have, she's constantly served up images of beauty designed to make her feel inadequate, make her look for approval and justification outside of herself. And in her overwhelmed and stressed out state, because who wouldn't be, they they market food items make her feel better chemically through the release of serotonin and dopamine, but ultimately take her further from the ideal that they're telling her that she must obtain. Now, I just, everybody breathe, take a breath, right? I know I make it sound really, you know, ludicrous, even almost conspiracy theory-ish, and I know that's not a word. Really, what I'm trying to point out is how we are receiving messages, manipulations even, all the time about who we are, about what we should be, about what we should want, and about why we should want it. And how that translates is that 80% of women today think they need to lose weight. And 56% of women are on a diet. And when you're talking about, you know, teens, the statistics get even scarier. 80% of 10-year-olds are afraid of being fat. 
78% of 17-year-old girls are unhappy with their bodies. 30% of 10 to 14-year-olds are actively dieting. Binge eating is 12 times more likely among teens who diet. Now, I understand that some children may need assistance to help them attain healthier weights. But in the U.S., 31% of children ages 10 to 17 are overweight or obese. Statistically, this still means that more children are unhappy and fearful and even on diets than actually need to be. And so circling back, what we want to do is get clear on our reasons and motivations for losing weight. Why? Because it's important. Because so many of us are mistakenly believing that when we lose weight, it's going to get better. Life's going to be awesome. People will be nice to us. We will be perfect. It will be perfect. We think that we'll find our confidence, we'll get more clients, we'll have more sex, we'll be more outgoing. We'll finally get out there and do the big thing that we've been dreaming about doing. And for a small percentage of folks, the weight is what's holding them back and losing it frees them back up. If you think that you are one of these people, Simply ask yourself, how were you before you gained the weight? If you were more positive and outgoing and confident, then it's likely that those traits will return to you. However, if you spent so long weighing more than you wanted that you can't really remember yourself before, or maybe that version of you, you know, the the younger slimmer version of you wasn't that different than this more overweight, older version of you, then I'm sorry to say you're, you're not likely to get a boost of confidence or more clients or more sex, that outcome, if that's what you're looking for, because here's your truth bomb. Um, it's entirely possible to weigh more than you want and still be confident, still land clients, still have all the sex, still wear a bathing suit. And so the weight is just an excuse to prevent yourself from doing what it is that you really want to do. See, most of us find the motivation to lose weight and make life changes due to some sort of external motivation. External motivations are those applied by someone else or something outside of you, like your husband or your wife, your parents, um, your doctor, your, you know, your sisters, society, you know who I mean, caregivers. Um, they're often some sort of fear or scare or some form of dislike, disgust, hate, or loathing. They may be events such as getting bad news at the doctor's office or even seeing yourself in the mirror when you're trying on clothes. And yes, these can be very powerful motivations that will get you started. And many of us get started on the path to get away from these painful moments, these painful situations 
But here's the thing. As you gain distance from that pain point, your motivation wanes. Because after all, it gets harder to hate yourself when you're proud of yourself. It gets hard to loathe that tummy bulge when the dang thing keeps getting smaller. So what do you do when you can't really feel the pain anymore? I want to start by suggesting you get in touch with your values. Now, if you're like me, when I started this work, you might be asking yourself, what the heck is a list of values? So as part of the downloads for this episode, I've included a value list on the website to give you some ideas and help you get started. Now, to be clear, I've worked with alcohol and drug addicted persons. And when we sat down and did this exercise, I asked them to come up with their list of values. And I promise you that drinking alcohol or shooting heroin was never on their list. And I'm willing to bet that being skinny isn't really on yours. I mean, if it was a value, you'd probably already be that. You have to determine what your values are and then see if you can redefine your goals to be in alignment with those values. Because by aligning your goals with your values, you'll be switching your source of motivation from an external point, which we all agree now (laughs) fluctuates and can be fleeting, to a more stable internal source of motivation that you can keep going back to again and again. If family is one of your values, then you may be able to relocate your motivation by focusing on being a good role model to your family, your kids, or your grandkids. If honesty is one of your values, then perhaps building a social media account where you can be honest about your daily food and fitness will help you find motivation. If you're one of those people who gets jazzed up by being perceived as intelligent, then perhaps learning more about and then even teaching your chosen way of life might help you find motivation. If worthiness or enoughness is one of your values, then perhaps you can find motivation in doing things that make you feel valuable and worthy. If love is one of your values, then perhaps you should see if you can accomplish your weight and health goals through love and compassion for yourself rather than hate and disgust. Understand that there's a sort of tectonic shift that happens when you stop hating yourself and your body and your life that allows for so much more growth, happiness, fulfillment, where you do things for yourself rather than to yourself. See, as an emotional eater, when you are unhappy with your life or your circumstances or something, you eat. And then you become unhappy with your body, or maybe you even started hating it. And that little lump right there, that little bulge over there, do you know what those things are? Those are little areas of anger and disappointment 
and rage and betrayal and rejection and failure, those little bubbles of cells from all the moments where you experienced something that you didn't like or you didn't want. And instead of dealing and coping and problem solving, you ate cake and cookies and chips and and more Chinese than you intended and even more cheesecake than you needed. And maybe you felt better at the time and it preoccupied your mind. But because you didn't work through it, didn't resolve it, didn't let it go, and stuffed it down and stuffed it back in with food, there it remains on your body, in your body, trapped. It's a fact of life that stuff happens. It happens to everyone. But how you deal with it is your choice. You can have a voice. You can speak your truth. You can separate yourself from harmful relationships. You can take ownership of your thoughts and your feelings. I'm you know, not here to tell you that it's easy. But honestly, it's the only way out of the quagmire. Because every time you stand up for yourself, every time you acknowledge your feelings and allow them to be there, every time you choose to do something constructive with your feelings instead of destructive to yourself like eating, it's an affirmation of your worthiness, a testament to your value as a human being. You create another opportunity to feel compassion for yourself. You've done it, um, this life, adulting, all of that. You've done it the only way you could do it. And anyone else in your shoes would probably have done it the exact same way. So cut yourself some slack. I think, you know, the most important message I have for you today is you were not born onto this planet to hate yourself. You didn't come here to do battle with food and weight loss. Weight loss, it is not your life's purpose. You are meant for so much more than this. So if you're struggling to get back on the wagon, maybe it's because you're focusing on the wrong things. It's perfectly okay to not care about fitting into a size zero pants. The problem is when you make the number on the scale the most important measurement of success. And that number is nowhere in your list of values. It's hard to do the hard things when you don't really give a crap about that particular goal. So consider modifying your goals to be in alignment with your values. And then the passion and motivation will come naturally through consistent alignment. Okay, guys, thanks for tuning in. I hope this was helpful. And don't forget to download the list of values at my website, www.christyrhall.com forward slash EP002. It's not a full list of all the possible values that you might possibly have, but it's a pretty good list and it will definitely get you started. Thanks for listening and I will talk to you guys soon.